It's the way. Yeah, it's the way. You ain't heard of us. Hey, Rams. Hey, hey welcome. What? Heard with us. If you look around for a word to trust, check the star seed journey. You can learn from us. Sex, sleep, drugs. What we gonna discuss? Whatever you need to be prosperous. Negativity superfluous. All we really want is for you to just be true to you and be who you are Cause you are a star and you will go far You can succeed at all of your dreams You'll get your degree and all of those things But you must take care of your health Cherish yourself, your body, your mental, your brains and your wealth You can have fun and still be well That's what we do here at The Wealth Welcome to an all new episode of What the Well. If you're a dedicated listener, welcome back. And if you're a new listener, welcome to our podcast. I'm your co host for this week, Mia Laetis. My pronouns are she or they. And I'm the wellness health educator at the Wellness Resource Center. My job is to promote health education around mental and sexual health specifically, and to work with wonderful students around those topics like. My lovely co-hosts who are here with me today, I'll let them go ahead and introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Louisa. I go by the pronouns she, her, and hers. Um, I'm part of the Mindfulness and Stress Group in the Peer Health Education Program at The Well. I'm excited to be on this podcast because before becoming a PhD, I wasn't really aware of what mindfulness really was, and my idea was based on the stereotypical things such as yoga and meditation and stuff like that. Once learning more about mindfulness, I think I've started implementing it more in my life, and it has changed drastically. I go by the pronouns she, her, hers, and I'm also a peer health educator, and I'm in the mindfulness and stress group, and I'm really excited about this podcast because I've also just recently implemented mindfulness into my daily life, and I've found it to be really effective in a super positive way. Yeah, so today we're here to talk about mindfulness as a concept and how to use it to your advantage. And you may have heard this term mindfulness before, and maybe you've heard it in the context of meditation or adult coloring or journaling. Um, Maybe your association with it is that it's something religious or hippie-like. So we're here to talk about what it is and how it can help you. And a simple definition is that mindfulness is knowing what's going on in your head in the present moment without getting carried away by your thoughts. And while the concept of mindfulness can be utilized in a religious sense, That's not necessarily the case for it as a concept overall. It can be utilized to boost our positive mental health and make us feel more connected to ourselves as well as other people. And then John Kabat-Zinn, who's the founder of the idea of mindfulness-based stress reduction, or MBSR, would define mindfulness as an awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment in a non-judgmental way. Yeah, before being a peer health educator at The Well, I always heard about mindfulness as something that allows you to be more aware of like what's going on in your head. But I think focusing on the present can be really challenging. And for me personally, I find it that I'm always like drifting, kind of, like I'll try to focus and then I'll like start thinking about, oh, I have to do this, this and this. So I just think it's really tough to like actually be mindful. I had actually been introduced to mindfulness before becoming a PhD, but I always found it that 
it was discouraging because I felt like I wasn't good at it. So I didn't want to practice it because I didn't find the benefits of it. Mm. Yeah. So mindfulness isn't a skill that you can just perfect with just like one meditation. And for some people being present is challenging. Um, even folks with years of experience can find it difficult to be present sometimes. So I think we can think of it as like closing out all of your mental tabs or like the mental running lists that we have in our head and just focusing on the here and now. And we can do that through um, practicing things like deep breathing. So you can't breathe into the past and you can't breathe into the future. You can only really breathe during the present moment. So that's a really great way to get started. So just noticing and focusing in on your breath, noticing if it's fast or slow, what it feels like to inhale, what it feels like to exhale, and then just practicing that over and over um, until you um, are able to really focus in on your breath and not just those mental tabs. And then research has shown that when folks practice this idea of being present and acknowledge when we're getting carried away by our thoughts, just like gently reminding ourselves to come back to what's going on in the here and now can have an overall positive impact on our well-being. What are some other benefits of mindfulness? So when people practice breathing on purpose and being present and doing this consistently, it's been shown to alleviate symptoms of things like depression, um, anxiety, um, and even sleep issues. And it's also been shown to just increase our mood and outlook overall. And that's pretty significant. Um, so if you had to guess why you think that is the case, what would be your thoughts? I think like from a scientific standpoint, just because I've taken way too many science classes, I think it's because the slow breathing definitely kind of turns off your mind and allows your stress response to shut off. So your body isn't producing chemicals like cortisol that make you like overthink and just get you all over the place mentally. Totally. I think when we're stressed out, we often lose a sense of reality and we tend to drift. So practicing breathing really helps ground us and we can focus on our surroundings rather than our other problems. Yeah. And so it's kind of like retraining our brain. So it's not that mindfulness is pushing down our feelings or reactions or our emotions. It's that it gives us the space and the power to choose our responses um, to stimuli in a wise way. And in that we can show growth. So we've talked a little bit about what mindfulness is. And since you two talk about stress and mindfulness a good bit in your work as peer health educators, um, what are some ways that people can practice mindfulness, especially around finals time? It's important not to pull all-nighters. And I know that if you're going to stay up late, it's important to cut out time so that you are being mindful, whether it's just going to the bathroom every two hours and just like sitting in the stall and listening to some classical music and just really taking your deep breathing to the next level. I think those are really important to just add if you're studying during finals. I totally agree with Elizabeth. I find myself feeling so guilty if I'm not completely cramming for finals. And I think this year I want to focus on healthier methods for studying, like taking breaks and getting air, because usually during finals, my room becomes this disaster where there's junk food everywhere, there's books <laughs> everywhere, and it's just not a safe place to be in to feel relaxed. So I have to move 
remove myself from that situation to feel better. Yeah. And you both kind of touched on this a little bit. And I wanted to ask you, um, like, what are ways that you can practice being mindful without doing formal meditation? Because I think sometimes that can be off-putting for people who aren't familiar with mindfulness. I find that disconnecting really helps me. So turning off my phone, turning off my laptop, removing my books, out of sight, out of mind, it really helps. So if it's not right there and I can just focus on myself and doing something I enjoy without all these other distractions. Yeah, and I recently found out about a technique after we taught like a class about mindfulness. Just finding something that you see or do every day, whether it's like an exit sign or brushing your teeth and just taking a moment to like focus on what you have to do or like just being aware of what's going on in your head and that's really helped me lately. Yeah, I think those reminders um that you like think about like what does your day look like? What is something you do every day? Those can really help us to remember to just breathe and be present. Um I know for me um I take the same commute like from work and home a lot and I was finding that I was kind of just like going through the motions of like driving to work and home and just kind of ending up at those places and not really being present about like all of the lights that I like go through and all of the stop signs and fortunately like I was driving safely but I wasn't really thinking about it um, and that kind of freaked me out so for me I think my cue to be present and to breathe is really before I turn on the ignition to my car, I just sit in my car for a second and breathe. So that way, like I am present before I drive to wherever I need to go. And so I encourage you all who are listening to this podcast to think about what your routine looks like. Like where could you find your cue to just take a breather and be mindful? And I know that for folks who are interested in meditation, live meditation isn't always available to us. So I wanted to ask my co-hosts, what are some like apps or websites that you like to use for mindfulness? I like to use Headspace. It allows you to focus in and it really helps me at night to just kind of wind down. I've like incorporated it in my night routine. Um, he does a guided meditation. Well, I picked the guy, but you can, I think you can pick the voice and then, um, yeah, he just guides you through meditation, kind of gets you thinking about certain things at a time, and it's really helped. And it also, you can set up reminders throughout the like week or day to remind you to just take a breath. I really like using Pacifica, which is actually an anxiety-reducing app, but it also has resources for mindfulness and relaxation. So you can use it to monitor your mental health, but then it also like gives you resources to help you get through the day and make you feel better. And are um, the apps that y'all are using, are they free? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, because sometimes that makes a difference for folks (laughs) too, right? Um, I just want to plug the Wells website and Instagram. Um, We tend to have pretty good resources, I think, on mindfulness too. Um, So at Instagram, we're at the Well VCU. And then our website is thewell.vcu.edu. So we have like whole sections on mindfulness specifically. 
And then if you're looking for a guided meditation or just some background music, my personal favorite um, app is Insight Timer. So if you go like wherever you get your apps, the icon looks like a gold bowl with like a black background. Um, And I love that app because it's free and you can like decide on how long you want to meditate. So if you only have like two minutes before you're going to class or like right before you're about to take an exam and just like need to to like be present. Um, that's great. But if you want like a two hour meditation, cause you're trying to fall asleep, they have that too. And then they just have like some nice background music. So if you like that kind of like tranquil music while you're studying and maybe words kind of like trip you up while you're studying and you don't like that, um, then this is a really good app to use. So that's insight timer. Um, and then if you're like not an app person, you can always just go on YouTube and just Google like or YouTube, (laughs) Um, like guided meditation or guided imagery. um, And then a ton of different results will pop up. So it's really about finding what works for you. And Elizabeth mentioned too that um, she uses like the guy for headspace. And sometimes like the sound of somebody's voice is really like what gets you into meditation or ruins it for you. (laughs) Um, So I encourage you to kind of figure out what you like when it comes to meditation and what works best for you. What are some of the programs that the well holds regarding mindfulness? So we do um, every Monday at noon while classes are in session. And then actually this June and July, we'll be doing mindfulness sessions in Monroe Park. So um, sessions are led by different staff members of the well, um, and we lead different types of meditation each week. Um, so if you don't like, say like the sound of my voice, for example, leading you through a meditation, I encourage you to come the next week and try somebody else leading you through a meditation because again, it's really finding out like what type of meditation that you like. And those are about 20 minutes, no registration, um, required. You just come with your blanket or a towel, Um, or yoga mat and just meet us by the fountain in the middle of the park and um, we'll just find a spot to go meditate. And then if it's raining out, um, we hold Mindful Mondays at the well. So we're at 815 South Cathedral Place. And again, no registration required. Um, You just come in, show up, and someone will lead you through a meditation. Also every Tuesday at noon, the Institute for Contemporary Art partners with Kobe to offer mindfulness sessions. And you can sign up on the ICA's website, which is icavcu.org. And they have guests who offer different types of meditations as well. Yeah, and I totally recommend the ICA's meditations too, especially if you're busy on Monday at noon and Tuesday at noon would work better for you. Um, They just have a really cool space um, that they do meditation. So um, I encourage you to try out both if you can. Um. Yeah, I just want to thank you both so much, Louisa and Elizabeth, um, for being such great guests on today's episode. Thank you for having us. Yay. Um, And then tune in next week to hear from our wellness coordinator, Carrie Beans, as she talks about physical health and fitness as a way to improve your overall well-being. Um, And then stick around for um, after the outro of our podcast to hear um, an introduction to deep breathing by adjunct professor Brinton Lee Kreisky. 
who recorded this session um, for Artfulness VCU, which is um, a website that offers like a variety of different guided meditations for you to check out. And that's at artfulness.vcu.edu. So this is just a really great introduction to meditation. Be well. There are many types of breathing exercises which serve different purposes. Today, we will focus on observing sound and sensation and also ujjayi breath. If you've never done a breathing exercise before, remember you inhale and exhale every day. So just being human qualifies you for this practice. I encourage you to allow it to be what it is today and let go of overanalyzing or self-criticism. You can always begin again tomorrow. Find a comfortable seat, either sitting cross-legged or in a chair. If you are on the floor and feel tension in your hips or knees, see if it helps to elevate your hips by sitting on a cushion. Try to stack your shoulders over your hips so that your spine is straight and long. Allow your chin to drop slightly so that the true top of your head extends towards the sky. Let go of any tension that isn't necessary to achieve the seated position. Try to find ease in this posture. Close your eyes and draw your attention to your internal world. Become aware of the natural flow of your inhales and exhales. Begin to observe your breath without judgment. Observe whether your inhales are longer than your exhales or if your exhales are longer than your inhales. Observe if there are any places where your breath is sticky or catching. Don't change anything. Try not to critique or create stories around what you observe. Just begin to bear witness to the flow of breath in this moment as you come to this practice today. Now, observe where you feel the sensation of breath. Perhaps you can feel the rise and fall of your chest. You may feel a slight movement in your shoulders and arms. You may feel the flow of breath at the back of your throat, or more subtly still, the movement of air at the base of your nostrils. Keep your mind easefully here with the flow of air at the base of your nostrils. If you can't sense the movement of air here at the tip of your nose, just keep your attention gently here waiting for your awareness to open to the subtle sensation of air entering and exiting your nose. Stay with the breath here. Now, slowly begin to deepen your inhales and exhales, breathing in and out through your nose. Begin to lengthen and smooth out your breath. 
Try to smooth any areas where your breath may be sticky or catching. Gently, find a slight restriction at the back of your throat so that you can begin to create the sound as you breathe in and out. As you lengthen and smooth out your breath, explore creating sound similar to the sound of ocean waves crashing. Try to find equal length inhales and exhales. Don't worry if your breath is clumsy. If the sound is strange, just keep following your breath and allow for this practice to unfold today as being different from yesterday's practice or tomorrow's practice. Keep putting right effort into breathing with gentle sound, smoothing and lengthening your inhales and exhales. Try to keep the mind with your inhales and exhales. Draw your mind back to the sound and sensation of your breath. Draw your mind back to the sound and sensation of your breath. 